Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Under the sea, under the sea. Oh, natural. Everything's natural, isn't it? I bet New York's natural. All right, mate, you got any bagels? Right, do you know what we're doing today? Nope. Are we doing Are you going to tell us or are you going to... I'll give you a clue. Go on. Ocean. Complex ocean. That's delicious. That is. That is Yar! Yeah, I'm not doing yar again. Well, shiver me timbers. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, I can turn that down now. You get the hint. I get it. Yeah. Is it the ocean? Yeah, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Captain Bob Shoy. Got first mate beef. Hello. And Tiss the cabin boy. Yeah. Uh, we're about to push the boat out. Because <laughs> it's the second part of the ocean, finally. Awesome. Awesome. Ocean. 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 Um, it's been ages since you did your ocean. Episode. Yeah, I know. And I did half the research for this all the way back then. So oh. I'm pretty prepared. But before we um, push out of port, however, <laughs> we don't need to talk about a few things quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, because since the last time we recorded, two big things happened. Okay. okay. Fortnightly. Well, no, not that. <laughs> well, yeah, that is a big thing. Well, yeah. Not that. Pretty big thing. Well, yeah, some listeners were like, where's the new episode today? I was like, we're fortnightly. We've been trying to warn you for a if while. You'd, if you'd have listened. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, where's the episode? Well, you're obviously not a regular listener, so. Yeah. Uh, but Beef's got a child. Yeah. Is the main one. Beef is with child. Yeah. I am pregnant. <laughs> no, you got rid of one. N- what, my pregnancy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got rid of the pregnancy and sent hello to a little bubba. Yeah. I have a little yeah. boy. Yeah, it's exciting. It's really exciting. And I knew when I uploaded the last episode, but you hadn't announced it no. on social media yet. Yeah. So I didn't want to put it in the episode at the beginning when I said about the Apollo Awards. Yeah, sure. So I didn't put it in that. Not that anyone though. we know listens to the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. yeah. We'll be all over social media like wildfire before we <laughs> had a chance to announce it himself. I'm so sure. yeah, Beast got a child. Mm. I do. Cool. And child's good. Yeah, yeah, he's doing really well. Thanks. How is child? Yeah, child is fine. Yeah, he's growing well. Yeah, he's um, sleeping. Well. I met him last week. He did yeah. Yeah, he's got ginger hair. Yeah, just like beef. Yeah, just like his dad. 
And Beef changed his nappy when I was there. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> also, we won the bronze award at the Pod Awards, but I said that on the last show, but that was since last time we recorded. It's big. It's big, it's big news. Um, I, I said to you guys while we were there, but I really appreciate, whilst we were there, how big a deal it was. Yeah. I hadn't really anticipated before we got there, actually, how, how great it was. So, yeah. Yeah, it was super fun. And, like, Beef got home about two o'clock in the morning and uh, yeah. Rach started feeling a bit funny about yeah. having the baby about 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Went yeah. into labour as soon as I walked through so the door. So it was an exciting weekend for you. It was. It was almost too much excitement for one weekend. Yeah. No, so everything's going to be better. Award winner on the Saturday, father on the Sunday. What was better? Father on the Sunday. Also good news, the canapes were vegan, some of them. Also, I want to say thanks to Anthony Anderson, listener, yes. because thanks to him, hey. we're going to be getting uh, three sheets to the wind on our boat. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, he sent us some beers. Thanks, Anthony. Really appreciate it. Lovely. Um, so you guys keen for delving back into the ocean? Diving straight in? Yeah. In the deep end? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. The whole of the ocean is the deep end, isn't it? Are you enthusiastic not, not for... All of it. <laughs> Some of it's like shallow before it's you get deep. Into... Not on the beach. That's the beach though. <laughs> yes, the ocean. That's still the no. ocean. Yes, the beach. The beach yes. is included in the ocean. No. Yes. No. You don't go to the ocean. I'm gonna have a nice day out of the ocean. Mate, you if you had a plate of food in front of you, the food is all the food. Just because it's the edge of your food doesn't <laughs> mean it's not food. Right. I want you to feel on this episode like we're on a voyage. A voyage. 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 A voyage across the ocean. Right, That's what I wanted to feel now. like. Okay. Um, so imagine Muppet Treasure Island. Great I've film, isn't it? Whoa! You haven't seen Muppet Treasure Island? I've seen well, Muppet Christmas Carol. Watch Muppet Treasure Island. It's, it's, it's just as good, yeah. I prefer It was like the one made after my, uh, Christmas Carol, so it's like that same like classic era. I, I Difficult second Treasure film. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're the two that are amazing. It's got Kermit in it. It's got Kermit in it, yeah. <laughs> it is brilliant. Um... I was going to say, imagine Muppet Treasure Island, but he hasn't seen it. You know when they're leaving port and like, you know, they're all getting ready to leave. That's what I might have to feel like now. Like what about um, Pirates of the Caribbean? No, I'm not not too keen. Pirates of the Caribbean is terrible. <laughs> you don't like Captain? What? I hate I'm not, I'm every not keen. The original. Film. The originals are good. I what, never like, really watched the first. What do you mean one? the originals? From like what? There's a trilogy. Fifteen years ago. Three? Yeah, yeah. They all suck. I never really watched the first one. I get it. I, don't I get saw the second one on a day, and I didn't know what was going on. And then I went to see the third one. I can't remember why. Yeah. And I hated the third one. It's just the everyone's terrible. The second one I remember watching it on a date, not really know what was going on before, it's alright. I think it's alright. I like it. And I think it ends on a cliffhanger, doesn't it, the second one? So I was like, oh, we'll go and see the third. And then I saw the third and thought it was rubbish. Yeah, the, f- the second one does it. Cliffhanger. Yeah. And then the fourth one I watched as well, and I was like... Oh, the fourth one. I never watched <laughs> the fourth one. <laughs> so yeah, I want us to feel like you got for like a, maybe a... I'm not saying like role-playing. Yeah. But every now and then I might pass you a card... With okay. dialogue on it. Oh man, this is really Cause, involved. Because you're first mate in your cabin boy and we're like travelling the ocean. Do I have to say it in pirate voice? Just say it like you're the first mate. Um, Ooh. Captain Jack Sparrow. Something spooky happening around here, Captain. Something <laughs> like that. You know, just something... Not from Cornwall. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not from around these from parts, Brist- are we? From Bristol. <laughs> we're actually setting off from Japan.
Okay, so here's our map of the world, which I drew earlier. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> Mate, Norway and Sweden, let's look a big dick. That's not very nice, we've got some Swedish listeners. That's the bell end. <laughs> yeah, sorry Alice if you're listening. Nothing against the Swedes, they're lovely people. We're just saying, your drawing looks like a big dick. It's not bad though, it's better than what I, I did could that do. drawing in like fucking three minutes. That's very good. good. I'm not having a Because I thought I was going to have a proper match. Did you do that from memory? No, well, I looked at like a globe and quickly. Uh, That's pretty good for a few minutes. did really well. Yeah. Um, you got USA looks like a kangaroo. All right, oh, keep criticising, boys. <laughs> Having said that, Africa's really good. Africa's Thanks. good. Africa's good. You I, got started quite with, I started with Africa. UK, UK looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> where's the shoe? Where's the Where's the boot of uh, Italy? That's it. That's it. <laughs> right, there's us. Also, and Japan right now. Sweet. Australia's uh, That's amazing. Looks like cat dog now, doesn't it? Have you seen that? Yeah, just think about that. So what I've got here, I've got the mystery board out, but it hasn't got post-its all over it. I've drawn a map of the world. And it's very good. Uh, um, is it? <laughs> it off like a minute ago. Yeah. And I've got a little drawing I've done of our pirate ship, the, the good ship unexplainable. And I've stuck a blue tactus over Japan. Mm-hmm. That's where we're in port right now. Yeah. And as the uh, journey goes on, we're going to travel the world and uncover some mysteries of the ocean. Sounds awesome. Um, so if you haven't listened to the first part of this, um, I can't remember what episode it was. Oh, who cares? I don't care. It was called The Ocean Creatures of the Deep. And that was the monsters and cryptids and stuff. And this is more everything else yeah. that I did in that research. This is all the weird, weird goings on under the sea. Part two. So like anything that's got part one, you'd want to see part one before you see part two. Yeah, unless it's Pirates unless of the Unless it's Pirates of the Caribbean, then don't bother. <laughs> unless you're on a date, in which case listen to this one. <laughs> and then never listen to the third instalment. Right, so, um, first of all, we've got to go diving. All right. Yeah, under the sea, just off the coast. <laughs> under, under the, the sea! <laughs> under the sea! <laughs> I haven't got that sound clip this time. That's the did outro music. Time. Did it last time. <laughs> did it really? Yeah. For the outro music? No, not for the outro. We played the song on the episode, though. Oh, outro music. Oh, no, we didn't. We played Part of Your World. We didn't play Under the Sea. A whole new world? No, Part of Your part World. Part of Aladdin. <laughs> oh, we had, we had this exact conversation on the last ocean one. Okay, um, so we're going to go just off the coast of Japan, uh-huh. jump off the side, get on our scuba gear, All right. and we're going to go... I'm going to put your scuba gear on first. But yeah, yeah. I'll put in some sound effects on the side of us getting in our scuba gear. So have you guys ever heard of the uh, Yonagani Monument? No. No. Nope. Okay, close to Japan. Is it off the coast of Japan? Off the coast of Japan. Well, yeah. it's close to. Yeah. Near a little island called Yonagani. Okay. Um, it's known as the Atlantis of Japan. Ooh. Um, Tell me more. It was found in 1987. Okay. And I guess I better show you some pictures of it. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be helpful. Let's have a look. So this is the monument. Look at this, Tiff. This is underneath the ocean. Wow. That's insane. Uh, Graham Hancock actually um, talked a lot about this. Because he, he did and a book he, about deep sea diving. I don't think he? he talked about this in that book. I haven't read that book. He might have, but I've heard him on a podcast. Um, he was on an episode of... Oh, yeah, he was on the Joe Rogan Experience. Yeah, He's yeah. been on it quite a few times, yeah, but he yeah. was talking oh. about the Onagani Monument on episode 142. I did write it down. Oh, nice. So oh, I'll put nice. a link to that on the blog. But this is the uh, monument under the sea. Wow. Wow. Yeah? It's crazy. Wow. Um, I've actually got a video here of someone diving... 
at the monument, a lot of it is they're just them filming themselves. It's the only diving footage I could find, and it's just this narcissistic guy filming himself half the time. So this, yeah, this is sort of him diving around the monument. This is like literally as good as he actually lets you see at the monument. Like, why get film under the water but you're just filming yourself mm. holding the stick mm. rather than what you're looking at yeah so it's kind of like wow. um so it's not rock it's it's like a pyramid almost can't really like a big it's like a stepped temple it's like a stepped yeah stepped pyramid instead oh, of a see. pyramid I was trying to see because he's like not really using it goes all the way down here you see it goes pretty pretty equipment oh dude stop filming yeah bike. yeah it's like himself but like it's facing the water above but it's yeah. not facing the yeah. bottom of the water it's the face shows of, like, the stuff we need yeah. to see so in the stuff we want to see the weird fucking monument you can see him and the fucking waves um, okay so I'll, I'll tell you some of the main features of the monument the main feature is a rectangular formation measuring 140 by 40 metres that's pretty so good. 490 by 130 foot um, about 27 metres or 90 foot tall Wow. Uh, and the top is about five metres below sea level. So it's not like mega, mega deep, this thing. A lot of people dive to this spot to go and see it. How low b- below sea level, sorry? Five metres. The really? top no. is only five metres from the top. From oh, yeah, the sea so you'd level. easily be able to dive down and uh-huh. check out. Some of its details. Uh, two closely spaced pillars which rise to within 2.4 metres of the surface. A five metre wide ledge that encircles the base of the formation on three sides. A stone column about seven metres tall, a straight wall about ten metres long, an isolated boulder resting on a low platform, a low star-shaped platform, I think that was the one in his footage, you yeah. can see, yeah. a triangular depression with two large holes at its edge and an uh, of straight L-shaped rock. So there's right. some of the features all over it. Yeah. So, is it natural? Is it artificial? Yeah, where's it come from? What is it? No one knows. Well, it's a mystery. It's just mysteries me? of the deep. Yeah, and what, and what do you think? Surely, looks it, man-made. If it's off, the it's coast. too. It's too perfect and straight, isn't it? Yeah. To me, it, it looks man-made. To me, this too looks, intentional. Yeah, it looks, yeah, but then you look at like Giant's Causeway. That's that looks quite. Some of that looks quite man-made because it's straight and it almost it's like skyscrapers, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. But this is like almost etched out like squares. But what would it be if it was man-made? What what could it be like a temple? Yeah, that's what a lot of people think. How Possibly. far down? I don't know how far it goes down. But altogether. I mean, it literally, if, if the cliff eroded away, it could easily just. Do they know if the sea level was ever that low? In that area, or the sea level has risen, hasn't it? Yeah, over time. I think yeah. so. So, if it's only if the top's only five meters, but how far down does it Fuck. go? Yeah. Imagine if there was once an Earth without a sea, and there was just people. Oh, that'd be pretty bonkers. And then the people who lived there turned into dolphins, and that's their temples now. Yeah, you've gone a bit far now. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe I haven't gone far enough. No, that is insane. I think. Definitely man-made. Oh, definitely man-made. <laughs> definitely mermaid. Well, n- definitely mermaid. Yeah. A lot mermaid. of it's mer- mermaid. A lot of geologists think Made it's a mermaids. natural formation. They try and tell everyone it's a natural formation. Geologists. Um, these <laughs> are some quotes. Got, ugh, experts. Some quotes from experts. Um, yeah, experts are just fucking. Appointed. No, they're not. Experts. Are experts because they have been. Ex- nah. This is the professor of oceanic geoscience. What does um, he say? Been fashioned solely by natural processes. How? Where's the evidence? They're not likely to have had extra energy for building stone monuments like this back at the time it would have been built. Yeah, but, that, but then the, the Egyptians built pyramids. He's assuming a lot. 
Yeah. And he's not giving me any he's, evidence. I've said very matter-of-factly for someone who doesn't know what it was like then. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you're only reading a small snippet. It contains numerous well-defined parallel bedding planes along which the layers easily separate. The rocks of this group are also crisscrossed by numerous sets of parallel, vertically-oriented joints in the rock. These joints are natural parallel fractures by which the rectangular formations seen in the monument likely formed. Uh, Yonagani lies in an earthquake-prone region. Such earthquakes tend to fracture the rock in a regular manner. So he thinks, you know, okay, chunked down. Right. That's why it looks like steps. Hmm. Right. Could I be. think I think that sounds feasible. So maybe not definitely man-made. Definitely mermaid. <laughs> well, Possibly man-made. This is the arguments for it being artificial. This is from Wikipedia. Oh. I know our listeners love it when we read from Wikipedia. <laughs> Oh, piss off. The flat parallel faces, sharp edges, and mostly right angles of the formation have led some to conclude that the features are man-made. These features include a trench that has two internal 90-degree angles as well as twin megaliths that, according to Kimura, I don't know Kimura's, appear to have been placed there. These megaliths have straight edges and square corners. However, sea currents have been known to move large rocks on a regular basis. Um, some of those who see the formations as being largely natural claim they may have been modified by human hands. So they could have been naturally formed and then modified. Yeah, exactly. So, like, even some sceptics who think, oh, it's natural, think, well, a lot of it's natural, but then it might have actually been then repurposed and then added to. So it's like a little bit of both. How could it be be made by the ocean, but then someone go down there and repurpose it underneath? No, like, maybe earthquake. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Mermaids doing that. Well, people have tools for this kind of stuff, don't they? What about um, Davy Jones? you think about... (laughs) Um... Supporters of the artificial origins, such as alternative history writer Graham Hancock, also argue that while many of the features seen at Yonagani are also seen in natural sandstone formations throughout the world, the concentration of so many peculiar formations in such a small area is highly unlikely. They also point to the relative absence of loose blocks on the flat areas of the formation, which would be expected if they were formed solely by natural erosion or fracturing. Robert Schock, we talked about him before, Mm-hmm. Um, has noted that the rocks are swept with strong currents. Um, da, 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 da. First estimated the monument to be at least 10,000 years old, wow. dating it to a period where it would have been above water. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, in I think a... I'd be more inclined to believe a geologist in this case, though. Yeah, but Robert, Robert Shock's a geologist. This was, uh, this was Kimura who said this. Who's Kimura? I don't know who Kimura is. Rob, but Dr. Robert Shock, he... Yeah, Robert Shock, um, him and Graham Hancock, I think, were actually investigated it together. Yeah. Robert Shock's a natural geologist, isn't mm-hmm. he? He revised this estimate to be dated to perhaps uh, 2,000 years ago because the sea level then was close to current levels. Um, so he sort of went back on that 10,000 years and said maybe it's actually 2,000 to 3,000 years. Right. But that makes a big difference because that's the difference if it was above sea level or below. It's a huge difference, yeah. Okay. Kimura also surmised that the site may be a remnant of the mythical lost continent of Mu. What's that? Mu? Yeah, M-U. Right. Um, I've never been there on holidays, for honest. Lost continent. Uh, Maybe a bit like Atlantis. Insane, wouldn't they? Yeah. Have to find it first. Um, so that's kind of Yonagani. Okay. The, I'm not uh, really sure what I mean. Some people call them the Yonagani pyramids. Right. Uh, I guess it's not really... It is a big structure, but it's not... So big, like the pyramids draw a lot of attention because of their size. Yeah, this is kind of very like there's there's information that's feasible for both being man-made and for it to be naturally formed. So 
It's very interesting. Anyway, that's just to get us started. Okay. We've got some um, more crazy things well, below. Yeah, I was going to hope you'd have more than one thing to show. Above and below. I'd be really disappointed. Sea level. Okay. Are we staying in Japan or are we going off somewhere else? Do you want to just... Um, so we're getting back on the boat in oh, our okay. diving gear. Okay. It's making like water all over the deck, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just um, Can you just pass a message onto the cabin boy for me? <laughs> Mop that deck, you swill. Oh, fucked it up already. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I'll keep the good one, promise. Swilfy fine. Mop that deck, you filthy swine. Swilfy fine. You swilfy fine. I've mopped it, Captain. <laughs> Good, good, good. You're in character, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, I fucking mopped it, Captain. <laughs> so, do you remember like a scouser, a scouser cabin boy? We're going to head out into a bit further into the Pacific now. Oh, by the way, I should really put these uh, this pyramid thing there to mark we've been there. Where's the Pacific? This is the Pacific Ocean. It's all this and all that. Specifically, 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 it's, it's over there. And uh, we're specific gonna, ocean. The specific ocean. It's very, we're, very precise. We're going to pull up at this listening station. Oh, hello. Where's that? In the specific? Strange sounds documented around here. Is that a number station? No, it's not. But do you remember on the, the first Oceans episode, bloop. I played the bloop, yeah. the Julia sound, the train. Yeah. And uh, these were all sort of people speculated that they were like big creatures. <clears throat> and then, you know, people did some research in ice. And they said it's glaciers moving, it was this, it was that. They worked out what they all were. I purposely didn't talk about two sounds on that episode because these are still unidentified. Ooh. And could be. German number stations? Yeah. They're still out there? Yeah. Yeah. They're still doing their thing? <laughs> yeah. We still don't know what they are? Yeah. Fuck. Just don't let it get to you, otherwise you lose sleep. I completely feel I'm going to listen to that on the way home. So this is the upsweep. I missed that episode. I'm you missed it. <laughs> you missed I haven't it. heard it in a while. It's just like I can't. I haven't listened to those golden episodes years. forever. Wasn't that, that was episode three. Yeah, yeah. It's my first one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's mental. What's this recommendation 80, of the week? 80, another station. 84, episode three. Eighty-four. Yeah. And you got another sixteen. So this is the upsweep. This is known as. Okay. Um, these are all recorded in the Pacific Ocean. And this is found in the Pacific. All in the Pacific Ocean. Um, in the accurate ocean. In the specific ocean. So let's let's play this. What do you think of that? I think it sounds like when I fight in the bath. Oh. What? Yeah, let off a siren, mate. It it's like a, it's like a siren. You've got whoop, whoop. danger, danger. So they don't know High what voltage. this is. No, that's un- I completely identified unexplained no one's, sound. No one's even stabbed a, a guest. No one's even tried to attempt to. A... This sound appears to be seasonal, generally reaching peaks in spring and autumn. But it's unclear whether this is due to changes in the source or seasonal changes. Or just a mating call for the something. the the best guess is possible um, volcanic seismicity. Hmm. Which would but be like a siren. That is, would it? Wasn't I? I, I think that's what I mean. It seems weird that it's like a. But then the regularity of it, I don't know. Surely it's an animal. Do you think it is? I think it's That's the like first bloop. thing I thought. That's the real bloop. It's like the. Because there must. Bloop's wife. We said this last time <laughs> that there must be there must be things down there bigger than a blue whale. Like a much. Do you think there is further down? Yeah, of course there yeah. is. That's crazy, isn't it? 
the earth's bigger than the blue whale, and that's down there. I don't know if I've said this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. The earth is down there, and that's bigger than a blue whale. Um, I don't know if I said this on one of the previous episodes, <laughs> but I love the idea of like massive dinosaur-sized creatures walking around on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, I've cool, thought about that ever since I was a kid. Have you heard Hollow Earth? Well, there's like an earth underneath the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Have I heard it? A lot of the theory. Yeah. The Hollow Earth theory. Yeah. yeah. Have we done that? A lot of BPRDs about Hollow Earth theory. Have we done any episodes on that? Mm. No. I think it's come up a couple of times. We haven't actually just properly gone into it. Maybe we could go into like Flat Earth and Hollow Earth and something else. Other things. Well, the Earth is flat, isn't it? Oh. I was reading that out today. You can't see the curvature. Oh. I'm just saying. Actually, Kurtz. I'm just throwing it out. The level of stupidity annoys me. Galileo was a fucking joker. He was the one who said it was round, didn't it? Anyway, the other unexplainable sound I've got here, because Upsweep hasn't <laughs> captured your imagination. No. Um, and that's probably more exciting than the second one. Well, wait a minute. I do like it. I guess it. It's, it's not really... It's, I think it's, it's more just like that sound. It's more of a bloopy. Well, it's just more the... The first thing I thought of was... It must be an animal. It must be an animal. Maybe it's an animal it fighting too... in its bath, which is the ocean. Do you reckon sharks have baths? <laughs> <laughs> Do sharks have baths? It's true, isn't it? Because the ocean's like a big bath. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> it is, isn't it? What do you mean? Where do they keep their shampoo? Like, they get getting wet all the time. So silly. No. That is so silly. I'm just saying. I know. Have they got a shower head? Oh. No, they got a hammerhead. Yeah. Oh, you beat me to it. You beat me to it. There's loads of hammerheads around you on a gunny. Is there? Hmm. Do you reckon they made you in the garden? Unigani is like an ancient into shape. <laughs> it's an ancient shower cubicle. Uh, the upsweep. So that one is an animal. Animal. Okay, the other animal. one's called the whistle. <laughs> but you already heard it. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. That's sort of it. Is that it? Mm. Well, it goes on for ages, but yeah, I can but hear the whistle in the, the background. It's kind yeah, of like ooh. I could hear like. A... Oh, could you? Did really? I didn't hear that. Just a minute, stop it. It's birds outside. That's birds, mate. Oh, fuck's sake, birds. it's birds outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> the fucking uh, birds. I bet they sit out the window like... <laughs> it's like... Ooh. Mop that bakey for... But I could hear... There birds. Okay. Is yeah. there any... No one's got anything... Well, there's not a lot to say about them because it's just like, these are unidentified. Do you think that happened as well? Do you reckon there's nothing on that? But when they were doing it, there's birds in the sea and they were just like... Oh, there was like a moo, a cow in the field. But behind. why has no one even, like, attempted? <laughs> well, if, they I have. Was, if I was a marine biologist, I would want to at least give it a go. Well, they worked out the other ones. That's probably enough, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess it comes to the point where we just don't have the equipment to dive deep enough. I think their best guess. The thing is, it's like, sometimes it's really hard to prove... They're, when they say when they say their best guess is like it's volcanic activity, mm. they're like pretty sure that's it, but they can't like mm. prove it. They gotta get down there to prove it. So it's like that's pretty pretty much. You that. can't well, get imagine, down that far. It's pressure, identified. It? Imagine if the entire ocean seabed across the whole planet was just one massive animal. Ooh, 
That'd be horrible. Like yeah. a big, like a massive octopus. We're living on the back and of the a giant And the reason all the country stain places because the octopus holds it in place like that. Wouldn't happen. What do you mean? Because when Noah <laughs> split the sea, <laughs> no, no, when split Moses the split the sea, it would be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's shove off. All right. <laughs> when Noah split the sea. He did do something with the sea, though, didn't he? No, no. He took yeah. the animals across the sea. Or just sailed on top. Well, just, yeah, they, they did, probably didn't really sail anywhere. Right, let's sail off. It's getting cold, Captain. Yeah, it is getting cold because we're... <laughs> we're <laughs> flying casually. upside down. Because we're flying upside down right above here. And we're just going to park ourselves right in here. You know the expression like, it's Baltic out here. Is this in... It is um, going to be Baltic, because we're going to write in the middle of the Baltic Ocean. Oh, okay. Is that in Scandinavia? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, Baltic it's... Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah. Baltic Ocean. It's a funny word, isn't it? Baltic. You ever heard of the Baltic Sea Anomaly? No. The Baltic what? Sea Anomaly. No. This this will blow your leads off. Will, will it blow my Baltics off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got to get back in our diving gear again. Oh, oh, right. mm-hmm. oh it's going to be freezing. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's all wet. Oh, it's all wet from last time. Everything Can I get a dry suit? And it's cold. Oh, <laughs> Arr, you swine. <laughs> um, Stop it, Captain. <laughs> right, this one will blow your lids off, honestly. Okay. This is... Exciting. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. I can imagine we're diving down under the water. Okay. And... Um, you're going to see this, so tell the viewers, the listeners, what you can see as we're diving down here. Okay, so and I'll, be, I'll even put some like background music like we're diving bubbles. It's quite dark as well, like at the moment. Ooh, the Baltic anomaly. It looks like a massive okay. coin. It kind of looks like um, Captain America's shield. No, it looks like a massive coin. Oh, okay. This is huge, by the way. How big is it? Uh, I'll get the dimensions in a minute, but this is huge. That looks really big. It looks like uh, the hats that the uh, mushrooms wear on uh, Ramp Mario. It's bigger than that. <laughs> it looks like... Wow. A huge giant. And it's like the coin they used, they used, they used to use. It looks like... <laughs> like it was real. It looks like a massive spherical object. Looks like the Millennium Falcon. Mmm. I was actually waiting for you one of you said because that's what I thought it looks like Millennium Falcon. Oh, I see. But you yeah, look at it from above. It's got little, yeah. like, indents. You look at it from above. Yeah. Holy does. shit. What if the last Star Wars, the Millennium Falcon crashed into the Baltic Sea? The last Jedi, and that's why it's the last Jedi, because uh, Luke and Rey fly in and kill themselves. To Earth. <laughs> no, episode nine. To old Earth technology. This is in the ocean between um, Finland and Sweden. Okay. So, okay. it's cold. Cold down here. Really, really Baltic. Baltic. Yeah. Uh, discovered June 2011. That's really recent. Mm-hmm. Six years ago. By a Swedish diving team. Sweet. Called Ocean X. Okay. And their job is basically they dive down. They. They sound like bad. They look for shipwrecks basically and try and retrieve stuff from them. A bit like uh, Drake does in. Down Channel oh, Four, yeah. where they have retrieved like that's old job, alcohol yeah. that's actually worth money and things. Oh, I love that level. Yeah, and it's going like Drake dives. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just a rapper. Drake. Oh. Um. So that's their job, and then they found that whilst looking for a shipwreck. That's mental. So you imagine you're diving down, then what the fuck? So you've seen the pictures. It's sixty meters in diameter. Whoa. So two hundred foot. That's what I'm saying. It's it's big. It's pretty big. How many double decker buses is that? I don't know. <laughs> Well, think about running a, fi- a 100 meter sprint on the field. How it's many double like, decker buses is 100 <laughs> on the, on the like, field? It's like two thirds of that. 
<laughs> Not when we're still in school. Um, the 200, team... 200 foot. So a house, Tiss, is about about 30 foot. What size? But this house would be... Like, like, what does it mean? Like a free bed. Well, a bungalow would obviously be a bit shorter. Just your standard, I don't know, two bed standard semi. House. would be about... Would be 30 foot high. <laughs> That's why they use double decker buses, because they're always the same size. <laughs> Houses are so varied. Yeah, but some, it's hard to picture a double decker in it. Like, no. So, this is what I think that thing is. I'm going to give you a clue by sticking this on our map. A UFO, I was going to say a UFO. You think it's a UFO? UFO. Yeah, UFO. Nah. UFO. It looks so much like it. It's made of stone, isn't it? Right, are you ready for. No. What's no. it made of? It's like metal alloy and shit. And no! Like no, it's not. It's made of metal alloy? Yeah, right, get ready. Um, the team reported when they discovered it that the formation rests on a pillar like it's on top of like a pillar in that where it's landed um, so I'm already using words to try and make you think it's UFO landed and includes a structure similar in, to, in appearance to a staircase leading into a dark hole fuck off why haven't they researched this more well, they have. Wait a minute. And they took off. Like into, or up into the bottom of the... No, where that... You know, to the left of that structure, there was them steps. Yeah. Oh, right. That In... goes all so... the way down into this dark, dark hole under. Right. And they look like steps. Well, they look like steps to me. Well, you didn't think that looked like steps? I don't remember it. So, this is This is a rendition. This isn't a photograph. Okay. Um, but they, they say where that is, these steps lead down into what looks like it's just a, a long, dark, dark hole, which they can't dive yeah, into. but that's corrosion, isn't it? Corrosion does that over years. Okay. So what have, have they done since then? Okay, well, let me get some more of the description up You've for you. piqued my interest. I need a cup of tea, to be honest, so... Really? I'll get the on a minute. You're like a 90-year-old. <laughs> okay. The formation had an appearance of rough granite, is round, three to four metres thick, and approximately 60 metres in diameter... Um, stands on an 8 metre tall pillar-like feature and is located in depths of 85 to 90 metres. There's also a smaller object not far away, um, the object at the end of what resembles a 300 metre runway, as they described it. The Ocean X team has published one additional close-up solar scan on their website and nine additional close-up scans. Da, 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 da. Um, on their second expedition, they reported to find something that looks like a staircase with a round black hole that goes directly into the structure. So what are the end since? When was that? But has this been done by ufologists? <clears throat> if I found that, I'd be down there the next day. Exactly, but it's being covered up. Who? By this is what people are saying it is, really. Remains of a World War II anti-submarine device. That does not look like any technology I've ever seen. No. Yeah, and it's you, definitely not World War II era yeah, but technology. Who would, have been in, who would have been... Yeah, but I've never seen a submarine. Who was fighting so in World War II around really. the Baltic Sea? Well, that's totally out of the way, isn't the it? Fins. <laughs> the fins. It's the fins. The fighting fins. The fighting fins. They, none of them fight. Yeah, but they? the Nazis went all around to try and conquering... They pretty much conquered the whole of Europe, didn't they? Not Sweden. Did they? Yeah. I they wanted know. everything. But did they actually do it, though? It's pretty much all of Europe, wasn't it? Did they actually conquer Sweden, though? I'm You're sure the one didn't. with historian wife who studies World War II, like, every day. Come on. Let's ring her up. Did, she con- did they conquer Others think Denmark, it's- Sweden, Finland, and Norway? Others think of it as um, a damaged gun turret from an old battleship. Oh, Looks nothing like that to me. Nothing like nothing. it. Nothing. Others think of it as a flying saucer. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Geologists have stated, get ready for <laughs> That's this. That's logical. Get it? ready for this. Geologists have stated. Yeah. This most likely a natural geological formation. Oh, fuck, fuck off. off. 
That is bollocks. Honestly, fuck off. Hi, you right. Um, um, is he asleep? Good. Sorry to interrupt. Am I interrupting stuff? Okay. I've got a quick question for you. Um, and yes, it is to do with history. Uh, did the Nazis ever conquer Scandinavia, basically? Or, like, invade, like, Sweden, Finland, Denmark? Denmark. They did. They did? Yeah. Obviously, to try and get to us. Yeah. That's so scary, isn't it? To think in our... Not in our no, lifetime. It's, no, it's fine. It's just we're looking at... Um, Specifically not in our lifetime, but in our... We're looking at near lifetime. And... There was an actual an evil They found something genius. that looks like a UFO. But, tried to... but people said it could have been stuff left over, like anti-submarine stuff or uh, left over from World War II. So... Yeah, okay. So it's plausible. Well, that's fine. We just... If you're if you're fairly confident that they were in Scandinavia doing lots of Nazi stuff, yeah, okay, awesome. Well, thanks very much for that. All right. Well, I'll see you later. Bye. They did. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yes, anyway. All right. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. So, what do you think about? So, they're the four main theories. So, what are you going to hang your hat on? I'm going to hang my hat on Millennium Falcon. Anti-sub device. No. Damaged gun turret? No. Flying saucer? Yeah. Natural formation? The most likely thing is flying saucer. Yeah, it really is. Oh, no. What do you think it is then? Look at the picture. What do you think it is? I think it's anti-war stuff. It's like... Bollocks. It looks like nothing human Give me the model. What does it mean? Give me the model and make of the battleship that that came from. That looks like nothing human. No... T- sub- anti-sub turret is like this like weird egg like rounded corners like says that says who have you Me? ever seen one yeah no of course you haven't yeah no. I've seen I've seen every battleship made by okay. the Nazis okay especially the Baltic version <laughs> right okay very good <laughs> well you, you asked me to hang my hat on something that's what I'm hanging my hat on I'm going to hang my right, hat I'm going to show you some anti-submarine weapons Okay. Oh god, nothing like. Yeah, but they're it. all on navy boats, aren't they? They're not underwater. Yeah, but they've been sunk. Yeah, if they'd have been sunk, that could have just been the piece of one of these top things. Isn't it? It's huge. Yeah. yeah. It's bigger than that. I'm gonna find out how big a double. Why ask for my opinion and then tell me my opinion? Because <laughs> I want you to say it's an alien. <laughs> <laughs> how big is a double decker bus? As big as one double decker bus, because <laughs> that's the unit of measurement you use. <laughs> A double-decker bus in the UK is 15 metres. And although there's no theoretical restriction on height, coaches are normally built to 4.38 metres high, while high-bridge buses are normally 20 centimetres taller. And that's 60 metres in diameter. So how many... four double-decker buses in diameter. Fucking hell. That isn't the top of a sub. That's massive. Why would it have to be a UFO, though? Okay, this is the criticism it's received. Oh, the single solar Im- sonar image provided by OceanX has drawn criticism from various sources. Um, the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution has said that it cannot be trusted, stating that cheap, inaccurate instrument was used for the image. He added that it had been improperly wired and calibrated. MSNBC said media comparisons to a flying saucer were likely suggested by graphic outlines drawn onto the sonar image, said to resemble the fictional spaceship Millennium Falcon. Paul of the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute characterised the discovery as curious and fun, but much ado about nothing. What's it made of? You said it was made of metal. or st- It wasn't stone. You didn't say stone. They said it appeared... Appearance of rough granite. Oh, chemical composition. Um, divers reportedly found it to contain uh, limonite, geothite, um, 
claim these materials are metals which nature could not reproduce itself, but then someone argued that over time that that metal right. could be made naturally. So it's all just people arguing, basically. I've got a uh, weird news story about it. Okay. An alien came out of it. Um, someone who was studying it further thinks that could be just one in a series of crashed UFOs on the seabed. Someone argued... That's just again. one. There's like a whole fleet of them under there. Could be a UFO on the... Anyone could say that. I could say that. I could say there's 1,500 across the sea. Go find them all. Pretty much that's the news. They 90% were like, of the sea is undiscovered, isn't it? They were just like, as part of a fleet. Do you want the actual fact for that, Rebel Tessie? Alliance. Because I've got it here. Oh, yeah, put the cat on. It covers 75% of the Earth's surface, and only 10% has been explored. Exactly. So that means the other 90% is full of aliens. Right, let's shove off anyway. Let's right, okay. Cracking. Yeah, Tissy, it is a bit of dialogue for you. Well, while we move on... I don't, I don't want to share my Pretty opinions dark. anymore, since you guys slagged them up. <laughs> Which ones? Well, the one about the non-UFO. Wait a minute. I see something in the distance. Is that another ship? Oh. Is that what our cabin boy sounds like? It is. It's me, Cabin Boy Jones. Right, so we've come face to face with another ship. Oh. Does anyone want to get Isn't off that and... near the triangle? Bermuda Triangle? No, not quite. But maybe we'll be going there. Oh, oh the Bermuda Circle. Um, oh, that so looks like the Disney ship. Do you want to go and have a look on board? Yes. See what's on, see oh, what's we're on. gonna board them. So yeah, see. Well, you're, we're hailing them, and nothing's happening. So Is it a you ghost ship? How do you hail a ship? Like, stick your fingers. Go on the Satano. Hello. Hi, mate. You got any bagels? Bagels. <laughs> I love bagels. That's uh, that's going to the funny episode. <laughs> okay, who wants to ch- hop on board the ship and see what's going on then? I'll hop on board, Captain. All right, what do you see over there, Tissy? Nothing. <laughs> Is anyone there? No. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> 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 because I was like should I do a half role play and I thought it'd be so shit it'd be funny <laughs> and it is it's exactly what I hoped no. it's not my mum isn't it I'm just like my mum just can't fucking multitask oh mate oh so there's no one on board no <laughs> God. I'm trying to string it out but all their belongings are, are, there, are there signs of people being there are their belongings there yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is bloody awful. It's great. Right, what's the name of the boat? Look on the side. The Mary Celeste. <laughs> yeah, the Mary Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mary Celeste. The Mary Celeste. Mary Celeste. <laughs> yeah. No, Mary Celeste. The Mary Celeste. Right, have you guys ever heard of the Mary Celeste? No. Really? No. Oh, wow. I was like, this would be one you've heard of. No, because otherwise he'd have said it right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, the Mary Celeste, yeah. All oh, right. The uh, Black Pearl. All right, well, I've got... Um, oh, the Johnny Depp, yeah. I'll just have someone explain on YouTube what the Mary Celeste is. I thought you would know. I heard Have you not... You might recognise the story when you hear it. The Mary Celeste. The story of the Mary Celeste is surrounded by the most mysterious of circumstances. To this day, there is no definitive explanation as to what happened to the captain and crew. The crew set sail in November of 1872 on its way to Italy. It should have taken just a short time for the ship to arrive in the harbor, but after eight days, the shipping company became suspicious. That's when they would send out a rescue party to search for the ship. And that is exactly what they found. 
only they didn't find the crew, because they had completely disappeared. The clothing, food, belongings, and 1,700 barrels of alcohol had all been completely untouched. In fact, the only thing that was missing was a single lifeboat, which could not have held all ten passengers. There were also no signs of a struggle, and the ship was perfectly intact. Whatever happened to the crew of the Mary Celeste, we may never know, but we can be fairly certain that it did not meet a pleasant death out at sea. Okay, that's the Mary Celeste. Wow. Have you guys ever heard of that? It's one of the most famous sort of ghost ship things nice. ever reported. So they found this just bobbing along. Yeah, it was supposed to be going to Italy. Uh, and it's now in the middle of the Atlantic. <clears throat> yeah, it's just not there anymore. <laughs> so it's it for the story. They towed it. <laughs> Way away. Yeah. Okay, I, I think I know what's going on. Oh, well, okay, okay. I've got, what I've got here... It's going to be really disappointing when I tell him what he has. I've got five theories on what happened to the Mary Celeste. Okay. You, but you, you roll out yours. Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Oh, because he jumped on that ship and killed all the crew. I love that bit. That's my favourite bit of that book. Yeah, mate, you need to listen to that on audiobook. It's terrifying. Did Did you find it scary? I found it really scary to listen to Yeah, I was working in an empty building, and I was working on my own the week I listened to that on audiobook, and I was so um, captivated captivated by that chapter when I was working. It's like... You know, creepy in the house. Mm, like that, that's that's awesome, the, my favourite yeah. bit of that story. And the rest is terrible. It, the, the, the first bit is amazing. It's like he blows all his beans in that bit. The first mm. chapter and first few chapters are amazing mm. when Harker's first there. Then it sort of dips a bit. I don't mm. care, me and his diary forever. Mm. Then there's that ship, which is amazing. Mm. And then the rest just goes on for fucking ever. And I wanted to be interested in uh, who's the Dana... Uh, guy from Amsterdam is in it. Uh, Real famous character. Oh, he's from oh Van Helsing. Van Helsing. Um, <laughs> what did you say? Nosferatu. Nosferatu is Dracula. He said, um, oh, I, wanted, I wanted Van Helsing to be an awesome, interesting character when he came in, but he just wasn't. It's was boring. Okay, it's clearly not... Uh, well, we've got to keep moving quick, so I'm just going to chuck a few of these at you and tell me what you think. Real or rabs on this? Craze mutiny. Um, what, all, ten? Mm. Ten people. Rabs. Rubs. And there would have been sign of a struggle, surely. Yeah, I'd have thought so. Or blood or something. Criminal conspiracy. Well, they stole things. What was on board? What was it? Taking? Alcohol. They were supporting... Uh, taking, Just alcohol. Moving alcohol. There was um, loads of barrels, but it was unli- untouched. Unlikely. It was untouched. Unlikely. Rubs. Rubs that. Rubs it. Alien abduction. Reels. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon, Tist? Alien Rubs. abduction. Rubs. Aliens Na- don't like shipmates. Says who? Just me. Natural okay. disaster. Nah. They're taking the ship as well. Poison. Maybe they all eat, ate something. Yeah, but why weren't their they bodies They all got there? dicky tummies. <laughs> why weren't their bodies there? Alcohol explosion. Oh, alcohol explosion. Yeah. But they, they said they were, the ship was intact. Perhaps the most convincing theory, this is what actual people think it is, relates to the ship's cargo of industrial alcohol. Whether due to the turbulence or porous barrels, noxious alcoholic fumes may have escaped, either causing a small explosion or making the crew think an explosion was imminent. Briggs may have then given the order to temporarily abandon ship, with everyone piling into the life- lifeboat to sail behind the Mary Celeste until the danger had passed. The rope attaching the boat to the ship may have then become undone, leaving them to bob uselessly as the empty Mary Celeste sailed away, abandoning them to the awful immensity of the sea. Don't you find that, to me, is like a nightmare? Yeah, that's Being terrifying. totally stranded in the middle of the sea Oof. is awful. Yeah. Which the sea is, is like a scary place. Open water. It's such a terrible film. <laughs> you said this last time as well. I'm mentioning it again because it's so terrible. I thought you liked open water. 
No. You've seen Open Water 2? There's not a second one. I heard someone talk about it today. No. Genuinely heard, but I, I think they were joking. Open Water Oh, not this again. It does. It does exist. Open Water 2, Adrift. Oh, what the hell? Why did they make a sequel to that film? They need to make a sequel. When, when a group of friends fail to lower the ladder of their boat, they find themselves stranded in the surrounding waters and struggle to survive. So it's just watching people float around the water again. Why did you need a sequel to that film? Um, but genuinely, that terrifies me. When I was a kid, I used to have nightmares quite regularly. Just, just all of a sudden, I like my dream would start with me being in the middle of the sea. Well, it's complete isolation, isn't it? The last two nights, I've had uh, dreams about being chased. The first one was through dimensions by like chased dimension. through dimensions. Yeah, I was chased. like, I was running through like different dimensions. It was really fucking weird. And then. Another one was when I was in, like, this house, and we were waiting for, like, these rioting people to, like, turn up and, like, just destroy the... Yeah, so we're just, like, ready to run. Dart. Strange. Wonder what dreams mean. Do another episode, mate. Um, so... I think that sounds pretty feasible. The alcohol explosion, probably. Oh, I can't think of... When you think of all the other explanations... They sound rubbish. Like, stupid, stupid, stupid. You got to that last one. Yes, definitely. It's, it's interesting, because well, some there's like some people poo-poo these ideas, but some people say that when they found the ship, there was, like, dinner, like, served up, ready to be eaten. Like, it was, like, really... So it would have been an emergency. Yeah, yeah. But, like, a temporal... But it also looked... Yeah, it, everyone says it looked like they were going to come back. It looked like they were just temporarily left the ship. Ah, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, what Tom, was the ship called? The Mary the Celeste. The Mary Celeste. Yeah. Awesome. Time to shove off on the Mary Celeste. Hold steady, crew. The sea's getting rough. Um, first mate, can you check the um compass? Where, whereabouts are we heading? It seems like we're going off track. I can't get a proper reading, Captain. Something's going on. Scottish accent. Give me to try. Something's going on. Oh. Peter Trunk was coming up. Did you. Yeah, we got it! Right on the triangle. Okay, obviously there's a lot of info on Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, I can't believe we haven't done it until now. I, I almost. Whole episode I almost gave exactly. it its, whole, its own episode. But then I but was just kind like, of, I think I'd already done half the research and was just didn't like. Didn't they find out what it was? Or they reckon they Mate, he's going to get to that in a minute. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hello. Okay. Okay. The triangle. Where is it? In near Bermuda. Yeah. It's between Bermuda, <laughs> Miami, and Puerto Rico. Ooh, it's yeah. that triangle there. Wow. How big is it? Big. So, uh, it's like triangle. I think you'll be surprised at how big it is. About as big as 10 double decker Isn't it massive? Doesn't it cover like a ginormous amount of water? 500,000 square miles of ocean. No. How many metres is that? Mate, miles is hard to... Hard to meet them. <laughs> yeah. Just a minute. 5,000... 500,000 square miles. 500,000... <laughs> Why are we converting miles everything? in metres? Yeah, why does he need to know? How high is a double-decker? No, because I'm just putting it in perspective for the listeners. The so. listeners know. 500,000 Most of our listeners are American. They work in miles. The, the measurement I gave, rum, because we're at sea. Whoa. Oh, that pinch the cubes. Put it on the rocks. Got work tomorrow morning. No, we've got day off. Awesome. Me too. So that's 129. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that number. That's, a, that's billions, isn't it? It's big. 
So how many double-decker buses is there? <laughs> I'll give you some stats on the Bermuda Triangle. Right. There's a lot of double-decker buses. At least 1,000 lives lost within 100 years in the Bermuda Triangle. 1,000 lives? 1,000 lives in 100 years. Mm-hmm. That's like 10 a year. Yeah. On average, <laughs> four aircraft and 20 yachts go missing every year. How many? Four aircraft and 20 yachts. But that is quite... How a, does that work? On that average. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just listen to the full sentence before average. you get up in arms. <laughs> <laughs> Ten no, people die a year, and more than that, yachts and airplanes go missing. It's just different stats, this. isn't it? They're different stats. Yeah, shat stats. <laughs> go on. Com- I found this really interesting. Yeah. Compasses do not point magnetic north in, in, while you're in the Bermuda Triangle. Where do they point? True north. Which is? Uh, I didn't even know what true north was. Fourth. Um The Earth, yeah? Yeah. It's on a slight tilt. Yeah, yeah. So if you look at the Earth, the North Pole's there and the South Pole's there. Hmm. So magnetic North is sort of that way. But yeah. when you're in the Bermuda ah. Triangle, it points true North. Ah. Well, like up in the universe. Up to yeah. the true North of where we're pivoted on in the universe, yeah. It's so fucking weird, though, because what is true North? Because we're in space exactly. in a void. Exactly. I'm like, what is So up? magnetic North, because we're on a tilt, is that way. But a tilt which is north. to what? I guess a tilt from the sun. Yeah. Okay, so up is like... Directly upwards to the planet. Mm, so equidistant from the sun. Yeah. Because that's all we can measure against. Because yeah. if, if you took out the sun, you'd yeah, yeah. be like, where is it anything? So that's really weird, right? That's wow, kind of that's really strange. Why would that change? So the triangle, the triangle's true to the the roots. It knows So what's roots. going on down there that's meaning... So what happened is the earth tilted and the triangle was like, nah. I'm going to carry on pointing the way it was. So no wonder they like they lose so many aircraft and yacht, well, yachts, especially because if they're following compasses to land, if the compass keeps moving, they eventually run out of. Uh, no, but surely you just go up to the fucking. You just go up to like Antarctic. I've got some weird stories here about the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, good. The Ellen Austin was a large American ship that frequently travelled between New York and London. On one of these regular trips. The ship came across another sailing vessel moving quickly in the Bermuda Triangle with no one on board. The Ellen Austin transferred some of its crew to the other ship in order to try and scavenge it. The crew attempted to sail it alongside the Ellen Austin to London, but the plans changed when two days later they got separated during a storm, and after a search, coming up empty, continued to London. On another trip, the Ellen Austin came across the other ship once again and sent crew to salvage it. Once again, no one was on board, and it disappeared days later. Do you want to read one? Who wants to read one? I'll read one. Go on, I'll go on. Go on, I'll go on. Um, who wants one of the biggest and most famous losses? Nah. No, it'd be fine. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Am I reading this now, yeah? Can I yeah, go one? for it. One of the biggest and famous losses of US military occurred in 1945. Five US Navy Avenger torpedo bombers flew from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, for a sortie to the island of Bimini. The mission had 14 men. After about... 90 minutes, the radio operators received a signal that the compass was not working. After that, the communication was lost. The bombers were never found. The three planes that went for their rescue also disappeared. You send more people into the fucking hole. Pick one. Pick one. Mm -hmm. The USS Cyclops (laughs) was a massive carrier ship that supplied fuel to the American fleet. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. Typo. Good, thanks. <laughs> to the American feet in WW1. The ship set sail with 309 people on board. Fucking hell, that's a lot. Um, and was full of heavy cargo. Probably like 
chips and stuff to feed them. The chip, the ship, <laughs> chip. So long. The ship was last heard from in Barbados, where it stopped to load more chips before making final stretch of the journey to Baltimore, where it was expected. It never arrived in Baltimore. A huge search and initiative started covering the entire route of the Cyclops, following for leftover <laughs> debris and ships, featuring the ship that had fallen victim to the German submarines. <laughs> Are you the kid in class no, that the teacher never asked to reach it? Yeah. No trace of the ship was ever found, and it makes one of the largest losses of life in the Bermuda Triangle. In 1941... Two of the Cyclops' sister ships disappeared along the same route. Why did they go They again? sent the sisters on the same route. You'd think they'd learn from their big brother. Yeah, but they must have thought bollocks. And then they went as well. <laughs> yeah. Show That's them. what happens. That's what happens when geologists say bollocks. It's not on a UFO. And then it, do you know what I mean? It turns out to be one. People have experienced electronic fog in the Bermuda Triangle, which can be a time travel tunnel too. Ooh. Pilot Bruce Gernon claims he lost 28 minutes after flying through a time warping cloud tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> that is such bullshit. That's the, like my wait, dog wait, wait. my homework. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Because that's what I thought. The plane went missing from radars. Okay. Ooh. Wow. Only to re-emerge in Miami Beach. Oh. He went missing from all radars 28 minutes, and he said he lost 25 minute, 28 minutes. Whoa. Whilst going through an electronic fog in the Bermuda Triangle. So what is it then? Um, what is the Bermuda Triangle? Don't know. Don't know, mate. They found out, didn't they? Well, do you know who um, the first person to ever report the Bermuda Triangle was? Captain was it Cook? Napoleon? Christopher Columbus. Really? He made it, though. First documented experiences from 1492. Wow. Fucking ages ago. Um, his ship's compass was malfunctioning. These are what he reported in his logs, which we've said about the pointing north and all that stuff. Mm. He he reported that his ship's compass started malfunctioning. Mysterious lights appeared over the water. The sea was rougher than it had been for the rest of his voyage. Um, and he reported witnessing a fireball flying through the sky and crashing into the sea. Mm. Whoa. He was off his tits, though, wasn't he, Columbus? Did was he, he take drugs? Then they might have had scurvy, might they? They were unregulated <laughs> back then. Yeah, but also, long journey, lots of alcohol on board. Lots of men. Rum. What is it about rum that pirates like so much? It lasts alcohol, strong. Loads, loads of alcohol. But lasts, it's str- yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Wine lasts. What is it? Rum is like a characteristic of pirates, isn't I it? I like rum. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Intervention. Yes, we know. No joking. Um, but what makes it so ruddy um, good for the sea? <laughs> okay, I love what you did there. I think because you can put spices and shit in it, can't you? And it makes it. You could do that with any drink, right? Yeah, but I think it's... Tenuous. I don't know. Captain Morgan, isn't it? He's a ship. Anyway, what is it? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I swear I saw a TV programme where they're like, it's all a load of bollocks, it's just nothing. I thought recently I did see something like they did find out what it was, but... Well, I'm going to throw a few of the theories at you guys. You can really rub some again. Okay. Because you know Bermuda Triangle, what's it also known as, you know? The Bermuda... No. Square. No. no. The Devil's Triangle. Okay. Because some people believe that that's where the devil lives. Oh. It's the portal to hell. Oh, come they, on. They said that about Mexico. Is it Mexico? <laughs> Don't know. No. Okay, okay, so not right. Paul to Hell. Isn't no, that? that's What mental. about a vortex to another dimension? That's mental. That's a good one. Thank you. No. Um, the location of Atlantis, possibly? Oh, no. 
I think that's off the coast of thingy. That we're, well, we talked about it, but this is another another big theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and the energy crystals that powered Atlantis, mm-hmm. that old crystal technology that's rumoured to be yeah. clean energy, affect the electronics above because it's sunk below there. Mm. Mm. I'd love to get my hands on one of them crystals. Yeah, me too. No, Just for no, no electricity oh. bill. Oh. Um, be great. Alien interference? No. Well, Atlantis was alien appearance, wasn't it? I mean, you were all over aliens earlier. No, no. Because okay, I mean, this this might be the theory you throw heard. Throw your recently. aliens in one basket, because <laughs> this is what a lot of scientists think is. God, um, methane gas. What? Okay, wait. There's what? large pockets of methane gas in that area of the ocean. They're talking methane gas, right? <laughs> and basically, um, this creates huge bubbles. Yeah. Which will then rise and decrease the density oh, of the water, oh, which is not adequate buoyancy. What do you mean? Oh, it doesn't, boring, it doesn't it? create doesn't adequate buoyancy boring. for the ships. Right. So then the ships just sink. But what about the compass? I don't know. Well, there you go. It doesn't. What do you mean? Oh. People are obviously looking into it, and just because it's a boring answer, wait, 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 like, wait, wait. it does. What, it does make sense. It's, imagine you just, your ship just starts sinking for no reason, right? But then everyone says, why, ship "Why is there no debris?" Yeah. And that's because right through the middle of the um, Bermuda Triangle is the Gulf Stream. Right. And they say that's the reason for the... Is that like a trench in the sea? Basically, like yeah. Way I've written it here is like imagine a strong river hmm. running through the middle of the ocean. You hmm. just get like a strong current. Hmm. So that so runs right debris, through. So they would just suck it all away, disperse it over the ocean, and like a few planks of wood over the course of the whole ocean, you're not going to implement it to the Bermuda Triangle. Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's a major surface current. Is what the Gulf Stream is. It runs off, it runs through there. Yeah, and it drags the debris away. So that's the boring answer of what people think it is. God. I'm gonna have to now. How my can we actually get in mast. there though? Huh? How can we get in there? Because we can't use modern technology and we can't use old technology. How can we find out what the fuck's going on? You get on a boat and go in there and no. text me when you see. Because as soon as I text you, it'll get the signal going and then I'll be disappeared. Just like the Cyclops and the ships. Um, what I've got here as well, this is um, uh, a criticism of the whole concept of the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. Right. Okay, so this guy, Larry Kush, he wrote a book called The Bermuda Triangle Mystery, Solved. Oh, of course it is. In 1975. Fucking hell, that's ages ago. Right, so this is just, I'm just going to paraphrase this, I'm going down just to the bullet points. He concluded that the number of ships and aircraft reported missing in the area were not significantly greater, proportionally speaking, that than any other part of the ocean. Okay. Then why do we talk about it? The area, um, also, the Bermuda Triangle builds was... builds up, like, you know... It's notorious for being an area with, like, really violent weather anyway. So, which some people are just like, well, that might just be it. Like, it's really bad weather <laughs> and these ships can't take it. Um, the area frequented by tropical cyclones, the number of disappearances that did occur were, for the most part, neither disproportionate, unlikely, nor mysterious. Furthermore, Berlitz and other writers would often fail to mention such storms or even represent the disappearances as having happened in calm conditions where meteorological records clearly contradict this. Uh, the numbers themselves have been ag- exaggerated by sloppy research. These are all his bullet points. The boat's disappearances, for example, would be reported, but its eventual, if belated, return to port may not have been. Um, some disappearances had, in fact, never happened. One plane crash was said to have taken place in 1937 off Daytona Beach, Florida, in front of hundreds of witnesses. Um, a check of the local papers revealed nothing. That's a bit flimsy. It wasn't in the paper, so it didn't happen. 
Um, the legend of the Bermuda Triangle is manufactured mystery perpetrated by writers who have purposefully or unknowingly made use of misconceptions, faulty reasoning, or sensationalism. So what about the guy who just travelled through time? <laughs> what about him? Oh, straight away. Busted his whole problem solved fucking ethos. Um, yeah, and there's, I'm here there's to still make sure problems there. don't get solved. There's actually way less disappearances now. Like the last, because we avoid it. The last year of like lots of disappearances was like two thousand eight. I really want to go to Bermuda. Do you? I ever, I always wanted to go ever since uh, Sword in the Stone. The wizard goes, "I'm going to Bermuda," and he, and that was enough for you. And then he comes up back with Bermuda shorts. Right. Well, do you know what's underneath the Bermuda Triangle? Rocks. We're going back underwater again. Seabed. Well, so how do we get know? those wet, horrible? How do we know what's underneath there if no one can get there? Oh, people have been there. Gonna, people have been there and back. This is well. Out. Think how big Bermuda is. Bermuda Triangle. I don't know. This is one little bit. Like you told you earlier. Five hundred thousand square miles. How many double-decker buses? <laughs> so the one of the islands, um, the Bimini Island, mm-hmm. is uh, in the Bermuda Triangle, and just off of the Bimini Island is a possible path to Atlantis. Okay. Mm. What do you think about that? Is there any pictures? Uh, there is. Do you think Atlantis is real? No. Oh. You, were, you were ready for a full-blown conversation there, weren't you? And I wasn't even having Okay, ready? In the late 1960s, a startling discovery was made here off the coast of Bimini. A cluster of huge submerged stones in the form of a road. These stones, ranging in size from one to ten tons, appear to have been fitted together by man and has convinced believers that this was part of Atlantis. The Atlantis legend dates back over 11,000 years and concerns a magnificent island empire in the Atlantic. It was described as a civilization unequaled before or since. It supposedly disappeared beneath the surface in a matter of hours, leaving not a trace behind. There are also those who believe that there may be giant power crystals deep in the earth here. They supposedly help guide UFOs from other worlds and might be the source that affects compasses on both ships and airplanes in the Bermuda Triangle. You really can't see why um, some people would um, think that that was man-made. They believe that this is Atlantis, that this is one of the first uh, signs where Atlantis is beginning to show itself, and they believe that over a period of time that more and more and more of the civilization will be able to be seen. I guess if you believe it now, you can see the road. Some of those edges are pretty straight, but kind of not quite enough to convince the skeptic. Nothing's enough to convince the skeptic. So I'll show you, I've only got a couple of really small pictures of the Bimini Road, which is also sometimes called the Bimini Wall. Mm-hmm. Right, and there. This is. I reckon again. This could be. So there's this path. Oh, that's fucking Minecraft shit. That's banging. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. You like that one? I do like it. Okay. Um, Properly grouted and everything. It is half a mile long. Half a mile. Yeah. How many double decker buses? Uh, 0.8 kilometers. <laughs> 0.8 oh, kilometers again. So yeah. 0.8. So what do you think, man-made? 80. Half a mile. What do you think, man-made? I think it's uh, Atlantean-made. You really? Yeah, of course. Why not? Uh, sometimes called the Bimini Wall. Some people think that actually that's not a path and it's actually the top of a wall and Atlantis is under. Mm. Okay. Uh, but geologists and archaeologists, do you know what they think? What? Natural formation. Oh, natural. Everything's natural, isn't it? I bet New York's natural. <laughs> <laughs> That's going at the front as well. 
<laughs> Geologists wouldn't even study New York, would they? No, because they're fucking too busy poo-pooing everything else, aren't they? So, yeah, that, yeah. that's Bimini. That's Bimini. Mm. Bimini boo-boo-boo. Right, um, we're going to push off. Tissy. It's getting late, Captain. We should return to port. What, Japan? Well... Do we live in Japan now? Well, no, we're going to head back to England. <laughs> oh, sweet. Um, Not that I don't want to go out to Japan. We talked about Pirates of the Caribbean earlier, didn't we? Big up to yeah. Japan listeners. We're going to play you a little clip from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, do you have to? While the sun's setting outside. So, Tiss, you know Pirates of the Caribbean. I love it. I gazed upon the green flash, Master Gibbs. I reckon I've seen my fair share. Happens on rare occasion. The last glimpse of sunset, a green flash shoots up into the sky. Some go their whole lives without ever seeing it. Some claim to have seen it who ain't. And some say... It signals when a soul comes back to this world from the dead. Sorry. Um, is the green flash real? Sorry. Yeah, the green flash is totally real. What? A lot of people... It's so easily visible across the ocean because it's such a flat... 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 Horizon... That you have such a clear view of the sun setting that sometimes you get a green light hovering above the sun. Yeah. And it's known as the green flash. Is that when a soul comes back to Earth? Maybe. What does geologists say? Sometimes during sunset you Natural can see appearance. the rays of green light above the sun. Okay. It's perfect over the ocean as there is an unobstructed horizon. And I've got video footage of the green flash awesome I like it uh, a perfect green flash sunset and prepare for disappointment because when they said green flash to me I expected the whole back to light up a green and it's literally just a green glow mm. above yeah. the the uh, sun it's only flash for like a second then it's not even a flash the name shouldn't be called a flash it's like you see this ball coming up above it now it's like his aura you go, it's green above it it flashes up green green they like even flash thing, off above it. it that's it wait 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 because at the end, that's when you get the most pronounced bit. This is a jump scare. <laughs> it's this last <laughs> ball here. It's green. See, it's green. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's the green flash. Yeah. Right. I was a bit disappointed. It's disappointing. Compared to all these like, pirate towers you hear of the green flash in films. And that's it. <laughs> and that's the green flash. <laughs> it's, not, it's not very flashy, is it? By the pirates down the pub. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, green flash is a bit... It's all right, isn't it? It's alright. It's aliens. Optical phenomena, sometimes, yeah, boy, optical phenomena. Do you really need to know more than that? No. No. Does it for me? It's natural occurrence, isn't it? Green flash is enhanced by mirage. What what do you think it is? Increased refraction. I think it's the Atlanteans trying to say, hi. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) If the earth is flat, then why does the, um, why does the sea all stay together? Because it would just fall off the edge of the world, wouldn't it? Into space. Apart from, like, top, true north. No. That's not science. If I if I soaked a tennis ball in water, yeah, it would all drip down and off. Yeah, that's. Oh, not... imagine if the sea dripped. Imagine if our Earth dripped into space. Where is down though in space? It's not really a thing, is it? Gravity's all around us. Right, while the sun sets around us, and um, we just witnessed that amazing green flash. What's it's cold means? and dark. We're just gonna chuck our anchor in the sea and wait here for the night. Chuck our what? Anchor. <laughs> okay. Anchors away. Oh, anchor. Um. Where can people contact us if they want to? Um, Weird Tales, Blogspot. Weird Blogspot? <laughs> Weird Tales on the unexplainable.com. Yeah. And on there you can find Twitter, Facebook, uh, contact us, whatever. You can donate money if you want to. Um, you can become a patron by clicking the patron thing on the, web- on the website. 
And uh, we've had quite a few people become patrons this week, and that's super, super appreciative. Like, it really helps out. As I know it's a cliche to say, but as little as $1 a month towards the show will really help us out, as we're at the moment trying to get some new recording equipment. Uh, we've got the episode 100 looming closer and closer, and uh, Beef's a daddy now. So, I mean, uh, daddy, needs, daddy needs money for tat. Daddy's tatty fund. Daddy's tatty fund. Tatty daddy. Um... So yeah, and just a few things, and also if we can get like enough money coming in, maybe we can make some extra time to put together some weird news episodes again. Because on our current fortnightly schedule, it's going to be really hard to put together weird news, and I know people are missing them. So yeah, Patreon. I'm really that, missing weird news. It really helps. I can't put this out of misery. You're missing weird news. Oh, it's like the you love hate. Hate it. I love to hate it though. Honestly, like as well. Thanks everyone who's been in contact since the awards. Like mm. we've had so much thanks, congratulations, yeah. contact. Yeah. Like so much stuff from everyone. Like always picking a listener of the week this week was fucking hard. Yeah, it's only because of the topic that I managed to pick one. Yeah, and I would have made Anthony listener of the week. Yeah, because the beers. Yeah, I'm not taking that bribery. No, no, no. We got a message um, <laughs> while we was at the awards from a listener. Mm. I think it might have been day after even. And he is he works at sea. He spends a lot of time at sea. And okay. he listens to us in his shared cabin with all his other seamen. And really? uh, yeah, and they get annoyed at him for chuckling away in his bunk listening to weird tales. No. Has, he, has he seen the green flash? Uh, I don't know. Christopher Dugmore. If you're listening on your ship <laughs> I know you're not the captain. Um, have you ever seen the green flash? Or any of this stuff. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if he's listening to some of these tales while he's at sea? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I imagine he would be if he's anyway, at sea all the time. Yeah, listen to the week, listen. Dougie. Christopher Dugmore. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Do you need to go? Yeah, I need to right. 10 o'clock, yeah. Tissy's going. See you later, Tissy. See you later, shipmates. I'm jumping off. Jump on. <laughs> going down to the cabin, right? To sleep. I'm going on the uh, the old rowboats. Good luck with the Jolie. <laughs> Thanks. You're a dad forever now, so. Yeah, so if a stranger tell. What, what do I do if, if someone me? asks you, you've got to say you're a dad. Oh, can't I just say no? No. Alright. See you later, dude. Right, now he's gone. Uh huh. Before I end the story, are we, we're gonna park up here right on the bottom of Africa, South Africa. Yeah, Cape Town. Yeah. Awesome. You heard of the legend of the Flying Dutchman? I, I know about the Flying Dutchman. I don't know anything about it. I've just heard the words in a sentence. Okay. By the way, I didn't say before, all the links and everything I've read and everything, if you want more information on anything, because we have glossed over it because there's a lot of content to get through tonight, I'm going to put loads of stuff on the website this week. So if you want more info on any of this stuff, it'll all be on there. Anyway. The Flying Dutchman, according to folklore, is a ghost ship which is doomed to sail the oceans forever. There have been numerous sightings of the ship and it is usually spotted from a distance, glowing with ghostly light. It is said that if she is hailed by another ship, her crew will often try to send messages to land, or to people long since dead. In ocean lore, the sight of this phantom ship is reckoned by seafarers to be a sign of impending doom. The legend of the Flying Dutchman is said to have started in 1641, when a Dutch ship sank off the coast of the Cape of Good Hope. The Flying Dutchman was returning home to Holland after a trip to the Far East. As the ship approached the tip of Africa, Captain van der Decken thought that he should make a suggestion to his employers, the Dutch East India Company, to start a settlement at the Cape of the tip of Africa to provide a welcome respite to ships at sea. He was so deep in thought that he failed to notice the dark clouds looming, and only when he heard the lookout screams in terror did he realise that they had sailed straight into a fierce storm. 
The captain and his crew battled for hours to get out of the storm, and at one stage it looked like they would make it. Then they heard a sickening crunch. The ship had hit treacherous rocks and began to sink. As the ship plunged downwards, Captain van der Decken knew that death was approaching. He was not ready to die and screamed out a curse. I will round this cape, even if I have to keep sailing until doomsday. Many people had claimed to have seen the Flying Dutchman, including a, the crew of a German submarine boat during World War II, many holidaymakers, and even a king of the United Kingdom. On July 11th, 1881, the Royal Navy ship, the Bachante, was rounding the tip of Africa when they were confronted with the sight of the Flying Dutchman. The midshipman, a prince who had later become King George V, recorded that the lookout man and the officer of the watch had seen the Flying Dutchman and he used these words to describe the ship. A strange red light, as of a phantom ship all aglow, in the midst of which light the mast, spars and sails of the brig 200 yards distant stood out in strong relief. Soon, on the same trip, the lookout who had spotted the Flying Dutchman accidentally fell from the mast and died. Fortunately for the British royal family, the young midshipman survived the curse. So until next time, plain sailing. Nice. Mate, I've been looking at some of these like photos and tales of the Flying Dutchman. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I've heard of the Flying Dutchman a lot, and I just never knew that that was... No, I never knew the story. Wow. Have you, have you got baby monitors? Yeah, we've got a couple. Imagine if you heard one day down the baby monitor, like, Hey, Dad, baby needs milk. <laughs> Sorry, Joel, when you're listening to this in a few... Don't ever listen to this. Ten years. Of course he will. He'll listen to all of this. <laughs> it might not be a really like. Oh, my God, I'm saying hey to Joel from the past. Yeah. He's, like, 18 now. Joel, if you ever listen to this... Send me a text to let me know you're listening to this one right now. I'll text. always remember. In like 20 years, text. I don't know if texts are a thing. Contact send me us- on your, like, cyber phone, dude. S- send us a message on your VCR. I've mopped it, Captain. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 